it, this isn't about wealth. It, it's not a wealth course. It's not about how to get wealthy. It can be. You might use it to get wealthy, honestly, but it's just about to get what you want out of life. And I think I'm going to echo what you said about people really struggling with confronting what's going on in their life and confronting that they are the reason why they are where they are. Because the truth is, you only need to look at the results. Look at the results that you've produced in your life. And if you're not happy with them, then ask yourself if you want more of that or if you want something different. Welcome to our podcast, proudly brought to you by VPA Australia, our trusted supplement provider since Unity Gym started. As sponsored athletes, we're excited to offer you a special 10% discount on top quality supplements that ship worldwide. Just use our discount code from the description. To avoid international shipping fees, contact VPA and tell them we sent you to get a flat shipping rate. Today's episode is also sponsored by the Flexibility Blueprint. Ever felt lost in the sea of social media fitness advice? The Flexibility Blueprint is your map to progress, designed to help you get laser focused on what matters most for your journey in flexibility and strength. And guess what? It's free. Grab it using the link in the description. If you're starting your flexibility journey, don't miss our 20 minute mobility routine. It's your first step to quick wins in flexibility. For those further along, use our Flexibility Masterclass, featuring advanced techniques like loaded stretching and end range strength for the pancake, front splits, middle splits, and more. Links for both are also in the description. And for the seasoned athletes, avoid the frustration of complex training puzzles with our UMS Tribe membership. It's a different online coaching experience with strength and flexibility combined. Don't forget, we're Amazon affiliates too. You can find all the equipment used in our videos and podcasts at the most competitive prices with our affiliate links in the description. Now let's dive into today's episode. 10 years ago, Yanni and I were drowning in credit card debts, addicted to drugs and alcohol, and frankly, heading in a really bad direction. We hit an inflection point where we both experienced a radical transformation, and now we're gonna share our seven life-changing, transformative steps with you. It's all in the Peak Potential Planner, which is part of the UMS Tribe membership. And considering that it's a new year just around the corner, or probably a new year when you're listening to this, we thought it's a good time to share it with you. So today we're gonna to talk about the really the first step that started this whole process for Yanni, because it was, it was really Yanni that uh, had an experience when he went and uh, met T. Harv Eker, or went to his workshop, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Talk us through that, Yanni. What was that uh, experience like for you? Well, talk us through where you were when you went to that first. Yeah, look, this is the preload. This is actually not one of the seven steps, but it's probably the most important. Uh, you know, when, 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 the way I've laid out the Peak Potential Planner is a, um, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, it effectively like a, a, a goal setting uh, uh, tool and uh, it's designed to align your, your, you know, your vision of where you want to be in, in five or 10 years with your goals and then the actions that you're uh, doing on a daily basis and make sure that that all aligns with your core values, because if it doesn't, then it's never going to work. Uh, but this is not one of the seven steps. This is a prelude in the, in the workshop, in the, uh, in the program, uh, because what I've found is that the biggest breakthrough for me was the realization, and I'm sure you can relate to this, Rad, uh, 
the realization that the way I was thinking and behaving and uh, was was basically the cause of where we were in in our lives. And at this time in my life, we were just talking off um, off camera about this, you know, uh, uh, just prior. It was about when I was about thirty three, and I was just about to have. Um, I, I was I just found out that my partner was pregnant with our first child, and I was drowning in debt. Uh, I, my credit card debt personal credit card debt had hit about $55,000. We had a family history of terrible financial mismanagement. Uh, and our father had gone bankrupt from enormous credit card debts. We had just grown up with this mentality that it was just totally okay to spend more than you earn. And uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't have a, a, an, any clue whatsoever that it was a blueprint that had been formed over the years of my upbringing, my influences, all these things uh, that needed to be changed. And, you know, Rad, we used to say this to ourselves, each other all the time. It didn't matter how much money we made. We, we were always broke. You know, we had periods in our, in our early personal training uh, careers where we were just, um, uh, you know, where we'd make stacks of cash but we just spent more and more of it, you know? And this, this concept of having a, a mental blueprint, it really can be for anything and it is for everything. You know, what you'll find is you've got a blueprint for everything. Now, the, the thing that made the biggest change or shift for me was around finances. Now, it doesn't have to be around finances for you. It might be around health, it might be around relationships, it might be around religion, it might be around whatever, you know? Um, but you have something that is the is the tipping point that when you you realize that you have this blueprint that's affecting the outcomes in your life uh, and and until you change that blueprint until you rewrite that blueprint with something that's more beneficial then uh, you you just won't re realize the power of this and for me it was it was related to finance because I was just in such a bad financial state uh, and I just couldn't seem to get myself out of it, no matter what I tried, no matter what job I got, no matter what my income was, I was always broke and going backwards and getting into more and more debt. And uh, it wasn't until I went to this crazy workshop that believe it or not was, um, the ticket was, I didn't even buy the ticket. The ticket was given to me by a, a friend and mentor at the time who was actually a personal training client of mine. Shout out to you, Paul, because this started everything. Um, but, um, you know, he said, you, you know, do you want to go along to this workshop? I actually bought tickets to it. I can't make it. Uh, he was the CEO of quite a, um, a successful company that was really on the rise at the time. And he was very busy. And he was also studying, uh, uh, um, uh, doing a degree in uh, business and economics or something like that. And um, I thought, what is this crap? You know, I, I, I didn't even do any research. I had no idea what I was in for. And I went to this thing. And it was just wild. And... It, but it it sparked it it piqued my interest. It sparked my interest, and the reason why was because he uh, he spoke about whether whether a half is has German descendancy or whether one of the keynote speakers had German descendancy, and they shared a story of uh, uh, the the fact that many German adults uh, that are our father's age, who is German, we uh, our father is from Germany have a terrible financial blueprint blueprint because of the collapse of their economy and their um, frank 
uh, uh, you know, after the war, after the Second World War, they had hyperinflation. You know, I'm sure you can all, um, it doesn't, you, you can Google it, but, you know, you, it, you'd need a wheelbarrow full of cash to go and do your grocery shopping in Germany uh, during this period of time. It was an absolute disaster. And um, uh, now in Germany, they use euros, you know, they don't have their uh, their local currency anymore, as far as I know. Anyway, um, the the... This is what caught my attention. Everything in this workshop felt really um, confronting to me until this point when this guy spoke, because all of a sudden I could relate to it. And all of a sudden I went, holy crap, this is really quite similar to, to our story. You know, our father just used to throw his hands up in the air and go, yeah, I just don't get money, you know, and he went bankrupt when we were in our, I think maybe our twenties, Rad, is that right? Um, and uh, it yep. was quite 20s. traumatic, you know. It was quite traumatic for our, for all of us uh, living under the same roof. And my 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 father was enormously stressed, suffering these crippling migraines due to his stress and anxiety and all of this around money. And his business was collapsing, and it was just a it was just a horrible thing to experience. And you know, I. Uh, the good thing that came out of all that was that I just never wanted to follow in those footsteps, which gave me the the audacity to challenge this blueprint and go, hang on, maybe there's something in this. So the reason why I'm sharing this financial story is because I thought, okay, what have I got to lose? I'm going to just really take on board what this guy's teaching at this three-day workshop. You know, it was one of those workshops that was so out there and 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 hyperbolic that there was a large portion of people that just didn't even turn up on the last day because they were like, oh, this guy's just this crap. You know, he talks about money in a very spiritual way. Money is an energy source that either flows to you or through you. There was all these terms that most people just couldn't get over. And I thought, you know what, what have I got to lose? Like I am in such a bad financial state. Uh, I'm just going to really absorb this and take it on board. I left that workshop and went one step further and bought Harv's book, which is of the same name as the workshop. It's called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Uh, and I've since given a copy to everyone in my family. It was such a revolutionary moment for me because he does talk about these blueprints and they can be a mindset, whatever you want to call it, you know, to do with your psychology. But it's basically created by your upbringing. It's created by your experiences. And it, uh, it, it essentially, it is the cause of everything in your life. You know, uh, you, you, you may have heard someone say to you at some point in your life, you are the reason for everything that's happening to you. You know, uh, you are the cause of your um, experiences of, of, of the outcomes in your life. And a lot of people find that very hard to deal with, but the reality is, it's most likely true. So I came out of that workshop. I was very committed to really going deep into this, uh, studying it further. And yeah, it just, it, it, it was the first step. It was the first step. And so the reason why we've created the, we've used this as the prelude to the seven steps is because I think if you don't understand that there are these sort of blueprints or these psychologies or Kerwin Ray called them stories that we have in our head about certain topics that we may, they may be, and don't get me wrong, that they could, they can actually be very beneficial. You might be brought up in a household that has really good money management and you've got a really good, healthy financial blueprint that's serving you well. 
Uh, I'm referring to the stories or the blueprints that aren't serving you very well. And for a lot of the people that we deal with, it's around health. You know, your health is in a very bad state. Therefore, what what's going on inside your head has to change first before anything physical is going to change. And uh, you may have really bad, unhealthy relationships. You may struggle to remain in a in a healthy, loving relationship. You you find conflict all the time. Whatever whatever it is, whatever it is, you know. I'm sure you can think of other th areas in your life that you have um, uh, a mindset, stories, or blueprints that aren't serving you very well. And this was the big first step for me, and I think it's going to be the big first step for everyone because if you're not willing to come to a place where you accept that what you're experiencing in your life is a direct reflection of who you are and what you think and what you believe, then I think you're probably unlikely to change much if you're looking to change, if you're looking for a transformation, if you're looking to break a barrier or a plateau or a point that you haven't been able to break through before. The first step is to get your head screwed on, Rad. I feel like I'm just absolutely dominating the mic here. And this is, a, this is a journey that both Rad and I went through together. Now, the only reason why I led the charge was because I was the one working with the mentors, I, I reckon. And that- yeah, it's just that you started with that. When we, <clears throat> back when we were in our mid thirties, you had exposure to mentors before I did. For me, it was all, my mentors were always around movement, around training. Back then it was mm -hmm. mostly Kung Fu. And I started to, the, the next mentor that I really met um, that sort of, that really influenced where I was going was Ido Portel, which was a huge influence for me um, in my 30s. But yeah, you, you were learning from mentors that weren't to do with training and with, with physicality, with personal training, with being a coach before I was. And I wasn't as interested in it as you were to start with, because for the same reason as when you went to the workshop and your attitude was like, well, what's this about? When I saw you and you were talking about it, it was the same thing. But when I started to see the results in your life, that's when I started to really notice a difference yeah. because you and I were making the same amount of money, but you were getting well ahead of me and that was really that was like wow okay there's there's something to this and to be clear like we said yanni's we've used this example because this is a the peak potential planner and the lessons herein are things that yanni and i directly use to completely transform our lives in the last decade and it this isn't about wealth it, it's not a wealth course it's not about how to get wealthy it can be you might use it to get wealthy, honestly, but it's just about to get what you want out of life. And I think I'm going to echo what you said about people really struggling with confronting what's going on in their life and confronting that they are the reason why they are where they are. Because the truth is, you only need to look at the results. Look at the results that you've produced in your life. And if you're not happy with them, then ask yourself if you want more of that or if you want something different. Because I've had to go through this myself. I've had to go through this same realization. I've had to go through this realization with my 
physical results, like what I produced with my training, because I wasn't being consistent with my training and I wasn't following good programming at, at a time, not anymore. And I had to take a very hard look and say, well, I'm not doing the right things, am I? I'm not getting the results that I would hope I'd get from turning up. And you have to look at it and think, all right, I'm, I'm gonna need to learn from somebody that can teach me something better and I'm gonna need to change what I'm doing. And I've had to go through it with relationships. I've had to go through it with finances, with business. It's been a big one for business as well for me and for Yanni. So yeah, I absolutely agree. I actually realize, and something that I don't speak about publicly a lot, but the people in our circle, in our tribe and in our inner circle definitely know. But I realize now on reflection that maybe the reason why I was the first to step into this realm of personal development was because it was, for me, it was kind of life or death because of my depression. I I was diagnosed with clinical depression at 21, but I'd suffered it for as long as I can recall, even as a child. And it was something that, you know, in hindsight was managed through the amount of exercise that we were doing. Uh, I don't have the same passion for exercise that Rad has, but I certainly have exercised as much as him at sometimes even more in my life. And I realize now that a lot of that was to do with my psychology. I just felt awful mentally when I wasn't exercising. And so it started for us with combat sports at a very young age. I think we were doing a martial art at like six years old, like judo at, at six and eight. Like it was really early that we started doing a form of combat sport or martial art. And then it just continued through. I, I moved to Taekwondo for a short period, then karate, then kickboxing, then boxing and dabbled in a few little martial arts, Wing Chun and a few uh, things like that in and out um but i generally stuck with my boxing i really enjoyed that and then in my early 20s maybe it was late teens i started lifting some weights at the gym didn't know anything you know probably caused more harm than good but i was all and and throughout that whole time i played rugby league and soccer uh, as well um and a bit of cricket and all sorts of stuff so the sport was what was managing the depression i didn't know this at the time and then when I sort of um, hit that period of my life in my um, early 20s where I started to like smoke weed and drink a lot and just, you know, you do all the things that you do when you're 21, it just really, what, what I think what happened was I stopped exercising for a period of time for the very first time in my entire life. Uh, I just didn't have time. Um, I think I, I think Rad and I both copped the wrath from your martial arts instructor, your Kung Fu instructor at one point threatened to kick you out. My boxing coach kicked me out of the gym because I was drinking and partying and turning up just half-assed, you know, at that period of time. And he just said, I've got no time for this, uh, um, you, you know. Uh, and so I, yeah, I thought, oh, well, I don't want it. I don't want to box anymore. And I stopped doing it for a couple of years. And that's when the depression really took control of me for the very first time. And that's when I actually went to the doctor for the first time. There was all sorts of stuff that I won't share on this podcast that that happened, but it was life or death for me, you know? And so then going through my twenties as responsibilities get um, um, bigger, you know, you become an adult and things get tougher. You te- Unfortunately, the psychology gets more challenging. To, to bear and to manage. And I started to think, well, I need to figure this out. Like I need to figure out what's going on in my head. And so that 
that was, I think, the trigger that pushed me down the path of, you know, personal development uh, and starting to expand my awareness around my mind, my thoughts, what was going on. And so maybe, maybe that is why I was a little bit more receptive to it in the beginning stage, because I do recall that I used to come back from these workshops and, and, and mentoring sessions and just, you know, it was like a, it, it, for, for poor rat, it was like taking a drink from a fire hose. I was just so passionate about what I'd learned or heard. And I was trying to, you know, get him to adopt those things into his life. And he was just like, dude, <laughs> slow down, you know? Uh, and a lot of the stuff is quite out there when you're not, um, used to it you know uh so yeah i think maybe that's uh that that could be a reason why but you know you're probably thinking well what happened after that workshop i i was i think it at the point where i started turning it around and i actually literally people people talk about you've got to freeze your credit cards i had five credit cards because i was playing the the uh interest-free period um merry-go-round you know where you you just transfer your, your 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 debt to one from one credit card to another taking advantage of interest free periods or low in, interest periods so you're not paying as much interest and i thought i was an absolute legend for that uh, anyway i came out of this workshop and and one of the steps that th this guy talked about was to literally freeze your credit card. he wanted he wants you to cut them up but to freeze them and so i i poured all my credit cards into a tupperware container about this big filled it up with water stirred it up, put it in the freezer. So they were all frozen in this big block of <laughs> block of ice. You, you might laugh at that, but it actually worked. Like I couldn't use the credit cards. And, and in two years without increasing my income, and we were on low income, you know, we were, we were bouncing around 55 to $70,000 of income through that period, less, probably 55 to $65,000 of income. Which we should clarify for those in America because that's probably a really good wage in America. That's a that's a low wage in Australia. That is... That's about thirty or dollars $35,000, $40,000 in America. Yeah. Maybe maybe less. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a it's a, a very low income, you know, um, to the, in, in, in comparison to the norm because we were starting a new business and we just had no cash flow, you know. And without increasing my um, without increasing my income at all, I paid off every cent of that credit card debt within two years, two two just over two years. Now I did some radical, radical, some would say extremist uh, sacrificing. You know, part of it was that I moved back in with my father, and we split the rent at home because he needed a bit of financial help too. Uh, I, you know, I just I lived on very little, you know, I, I lived on the, whatever I could survive, whatever I could survive on. I went from only eating organic expensive food to, you know, eating absolute garbage, just whatever I could do uh, to, yeah, to get through that period because I just made it my absolute number one priority. And it was an enormously liberating experience. I started tracking every single cent, every single dollar that goes through, that went through me, you know, in a spreadsheet. Uh, and uh, because it created a, a visceral reaction to me, you know, this concept that Harv taught of money is either flowing through you or it's flowing to you and you can control that outcome. 
Uh, and so I needed to see where that money was going, what, what I was doing with it. Now, I, I know of a lot of people who have had to do the same thing with calories in order to get themselves in shape. They've had to track every single calorie because it's the only way that you create this visceral reaction to consuming, uh, over-consuming, or for, in my case, overspending, you know, and it worked. It worked incredibly well. And it didn't just work well, you know, over the next decade, I created enormous financial freedom. And I went from one extreme of being in a, a massive amount of debt, which was increasing rapidly, not decreasing or plateauing, to having absolutely zero debt, not a cent of debt, and you know, quite a lot of financial freedom, uh, which is something that I think anyone can do. And you can do it, you know, in your health, you can do it in your in your beliefs, in your religion, you can do it in your uh, spirituality, in your relationships. You can, you, I, I truly believe that if you if you reset the blueprint, that's not serving you well, in order to achieve your goals, you can transform any area of your life more radically most people underestimate overestimate what they can achieve in one year and completely underestimate what they can achieve in 10 you know would you agree rad absolutely yeah absolutely it's um i think it's funny because when people say oh i just i can't do that i can't do that change i've tried this i've tried changing what i eat i've tried going to the gym and i always just think to myself i don't always say it because it depends on whether the person's ready to hear it or not. But I always think to myself, you're not desperate yet. You're just not desperate. Because if you were mm. desperate, you'd do the work. And it's funny because desperation is a, is a powerful place to act from. You know, when you're desperate, like, you know, there's all these, there's all these metaphors that people use, you know, of, you know, if your life depended on it, you know, you could do it. If there was a car that was on top of your child, you know, you'd find the strength to act or whatever it is. And yeah, I think uh, desperation is a very powerful place to be because I, I know it was desperation that got me to act and change my beliefs. And that's what we're going to go into in this, you know, the whole purpose of, to, of this episode was to really just frame what this series is about because in the next seven episodes in this series we're going to go through the seven steps that we took in order that completely transformed the way that we think the way that we believe and the way that we behave to create radical change incredible incredible transformation in business in finances in health in wealth in relationships yep. so yeah if you if you got something out of this and you want to know more you Go through the series and uh, come on the journey with us. Come on the journey. And so you can listen to this podcast series for free, of course. And if you want to get the Peak Potential Planner and work with Yanni and I and get access to the workshop that Yanni does to take people through it, uh, come and join the UMS Tribe membership. Um, you can get a free trial if you use the link in the description of this podcast. And if you got something out of this, if you, if you got inspired by this at all, if you want to listen to more, share it with somebody else that you think could benefit from it as well because you know obviously we put a lot of really good content out for free and the only thing we ask for in return is that you share it with your friends so please take a moment right now hit the share button copy the link 
and forward it on to someone. Do that right just now, please. Just before we finish, I'll share one quick anecdotal um, uh, case study. We had a, a friend of ours. I won't name him because I haven't asked if I have permission to do this, but he was a longtime client of ours in the gym who was uh, working in the legal field. He was a, uh, a partner in a, a firm, a successful firm, and uh, he was dissatisfied with his life, not because of his income. He was a very, you know, wealthy, not maybe not wealthy, but um, he had a very high income, much higher than I've ever had in, in, in my professional life. Uh, but what he was dissatisfied with was the amount of time he'd spent with his children. At the time that I sat down with him, and I remember this distinctly, I sat down at the cafe across the road from our gym, and he almost broke down into tears because he had seen how much time Rad and I were spending with our kids in the gym. We had our, our children when they were young in the gym with us almost all day. And he said, you, don't, you have no idea how rare that is for someone of your success level. You know, most parents sacrifice that time early with their children to create wealth. And you guys seem to have cracked the code. You've figured it out, you know. And, you know, my children are six and eight now, and I hardly know them. I've left every morning to go to work before they wake up, and I've come home every night during the week uh, bef before, after they've gone to bed. And on the weekend, I'm so exhausted, and I tend to end up having to get called into work as well. And I just don't know how to change it. I don't know. My whole lifestyle rel relies on this scenario that I'm in uh, to continue. And anyway... Long story short, we I released a very, very thrown together mishmash version of these the, the Peak Potential Planner years ago as a as a test run, a test pilot, and he went and uh, he actually executed without even telling me. He ex he executed on it. We released it in a podcast series, and he went ahead and just worked through it and and really diligently did it. I. He had to leave the gym uh, around that time. And I think maybe that was why we were having the lunch because he was saying goodbye and he was m moving uh, and would no longer be able to get there. And about six to eight months later, I don't know if you remember this, Rad, but about six to eight months later, I received an email from him and it almost brought me to tears. You know, in that period of time, he had mentioned that he wanted, he'd always wanted to start his own firm, but just didn't have the confidence to do it on his own. Anyway, he went through that whole process. He went and quit his job, started his own firm and was now running an office from his home and spending every waking hour with his children and making the same money, believe it or not, you know, had the same income. And he just was so thankful and couldn't, you know, he, he kept saying it's because of that series that you did, that podcast series, that I'm in this position now. I never would have done it otherwise. And he was so thankful, and um, yeah, it really, uh, it it really almost brought me to tears. And it and that is just one anecdotal um, uh, case study of of how powerful this is. I swear to you that if you go through this and you really embrace it, it it has the potential to completely transform anything in your life that you're dissatisfied with. Absolutely. All right. Look out for the next episode, and we'll see you soon. Have a great day, everyone.